leadership, your passion, your commitment, your drive, your market analysis. Tell us about the future. Tell us about your exit strategy. Tell us all of your grand plans and then what you've done to date to help show and prove evidence that you're going to deliver on your grand plans. A lender wants none of that. A lender is actually more interested in your past than they are your future. They, they want to know what is your track record, what's your history, what's your cash flow, what are your bank statements. For them, it's an absolutely tight math equation. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Raising Cannabis Capital, we are joined by Philippa Burgess, the CMO and COO of the FinSol Group. But before we welcome her to the show, I want to remind everyone to stick around because at the end of today's show, we're going to be announcing all the investors for this year's Hemptown USA Cannabis Investor Spotlight Series. Philippa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate you having me. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to today's conversation because we're tackling a topic that we seldom discuss. And that's using debt to grow your business. And maybe that's the best place to start. Historically, why haven't cannabis companies borrowed money? Well, two sides of this. One is that most traditional banks don't lend on cannabis. And as the market has expanded, we have a lot more alternative lenders who will work with cannabis, but they do require a banking relationship and they want to see bank statements and they want to see that those cannabis companies are banked. And in the last few years, you have had way more opportunities and the banking has expanded and access to banking has expanded. But we also know that to get and secure a traditional cannabis bank account, it used to be $2,000 a month or 2% of deposits, whichever was greater. And now it's evolved to $2,500 a month flat fee, but then also 1% of cash deposits. So it's a significant investment a lot of times, but when you're looking for lending there, they do kind of want those statements. Yeah, that's, I didn't realize it was that expensive. It was that expensive, but this FinSol group has a lot of experience in lending to small businesses and real estate. In a growth climate, it is just so hard to keep pace without capital. And most early stage companies think that selling equity is the most inexpensive route, but it isn't always the most expensive route. Sometimes it's more expensive in the long run to sell equity. There's the expense part of it, but there's also the timing part of it because just the working on a capital raise sometimes just takes time. And sometimes you need access to the capital sooner than an investor is going to be ready and willing to write you that check. Mm-hmm. Lenders aren't as interested in in your dream, your passion, your leadership. They just need to know that the numbers work. And so if you can show them that you've got good credit, you have cash flow, that you can essentially support the loan that you're asking for, then it's very easy for them to underwrite and deploy that capital for you very quickly. It's a really concise way of, of explaining it. There's a difference between banker or lender and an investor. They approach the deals differently. Absolutely. An an investor wants to know that you're going to be a great steward of their capital, but they're also interested in those other qualities of your leadership, your passion, your commitment, your drive, your market analysis. Tell us about the future. Tell us about your exit strategy. Tell us all of your grand plans and then what you've done to date to help show and prove evidence that you're going to deliver on your grand plans. A lender wants none of that. A lender is actually more interested in your past than they are your future. They, they want to know what is your track record, what's your history, what's your cash flow, what are your bank statements. For them, it's an absolutely tight math equation. 
which makes sense, which makes sense. And if you have some assets, they love to secure the assets so that they can back up their loans. It's a different approach. I know that valuations this year are down or flat, even for companies whose sales are up or profits are up. Their valuations just haven't kept pace with that. I suspect a lot of those same companies are now looking at debt as a way to you know, sort of bridge that gap until their valuations come back up. Absolutely. There's huge market fluctuations. And also COVID has, has had a huge impact on yeah. a lot of investors that just had said, hey, pause. You know, we, we need to revisit you know, where our capital is deployed and what it's doing and how COVID has potentially impacted that. And so I think, although I'm seeing more capital now being deployed than it maybe was six months ago, because I think March was and April were really a hard stop where everybody yeah. in the world was just kind of taking, you know, re, doing a, a major reevaluation you know, capital needs are still capital needs. And I also think it's, there's a timing in terms of where we are now as an economy, but we're also looking at just as businesses grow, strategically, there are times where debt is the thing. Like if you're starting and you just don't have anything for an investor to really look at yet, and you have a really strong vision, sometimes it helps to just go build your airplane, go show them. I've got the parts and pieces. I've got the commitment. I had good personal credit. I have income from other sources and I have this vision and I'm going to show you that I've got my prototype. Mm-hmm. I've got something that now I can go ask for $250,000. And then maybe after that, you're like, okay, now I need to buy a piece of property because now I want to build a warehouse and I want to build a facility. Okay, great. Well, that's a loan. So sometimes it's where we are in a market. And like you were saying right now, it is a flat mar- flatter market. It may be more strategic to, to focus on a, a debt play but also other times in just where your business growth is and what you need and where your attractiveness and momentum are. And and also the timing of what you need. Like I need this now versus I'm willing to go do a capital raise that may take, take six months. Yeah, there's a, that's a couple of really good points there, especially for the startup companies. You know, sometimes it makes sense to, to take a loan to build up the value of your company. So when you do go out for that first raise, your equity is worth a lot more. You're not giving away as much of your company. I, I think those are some really good points. If a cannabis company said, you know what, I I need a bridge loan r- right now to, to keep me going for a few more months until things get settled. What's the process of getting a loan? Well, it starts by either sending us an email and we'll just send you a link to a really simple one-page application. And that just gives us the preliminaries. It's a soft pull on your credit. We can start a conversation and tell you what you qualify for. So it's, it's really simple because, again, back to you don't need to pitch us on your vision or, or your all, all of the, the greatness of your company. They just really just need to look at certain math questions that they have for you. And once they can look at the math, they can come back to you and say, hey, here's what you qualify for. And they can make you an offer. Here would be the closing class. Here would be the rates. Here would be the term. And if that's acceptable to you, then they'll ask for a few more supporting documents to back up your numbers. You sign the form and they deploy the money. Wow. It sounds like a pretty fast process, provided everything is in place. It seems like you can pull this off in a fairly short period of time. Yes and no. Yes, we can. But sometimes companies need to, and and individuals, depending on what your business history is, need to look at their own personal credit and go, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe it's worth it for me to wait three months and boost my credit score. So yeah, you can absolutely get a loan right away if you're where you need to be, but it's okay to do a self-check and say, hey, is there anything I need? Especially if it's going to pull off your personal credit if you don't have two years of business history. Now you right now will send out these 
opportunities for financing to a bunch of the partners that you work with or third-party lenders that you work with, but you're in the process of creating your own fund. In closing, let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So we are doing a series A to become a direct lender. We think this is very, very important. And where we have gotten some incredible interest from more straight line traditional investment banks in investing in our program. But one of the things I would like to do is the invitation to attract investors that are more on the family office side or other institutional investors that are not tied to the same underwriting restrictions so that we can continue to support the cannabis, hemp, and CBD industries. Wow, that's going to be great. That is going to be great. And if, and I'll have all the links to your website for investors if they want to know more about it. I, I went through your deck. You have a really nice deck. I'll have a link to that in the um, show notes on, the, on our website. So, well, I appreciate you being with us today. This was really informative and I, I'm anxious to have you back on again so we can talk more about this as this thing continues to roll. Absolutely. Well, I thank you so much for your time and thank you everybody. And we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are now going to announce the names of the Hemptown USA Cannabis Investors. And joining me to do the honors is Eric Grippentrog from Hemptown USA. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, we really appreciate everything that Hemptown USA has been doing for the industry. And before we jump into the announcement, I read that Hemptown USA is now the largest supplier of CBG in the country. Is that true? That is true. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. But maybe you can give us a quick update. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in 2019, we believe that we harvested about 40% of all of the CBG in the United States, just based on the genetics that we've obtained. And then this year, we're harvesting both CBD and CBG. We're really the goal of becoming the, the Procter & Gamble of the cannabinoid industries. That's the vision, the direction, and the path that we're on. And there's a lot of exciting things kind of in play at the moment from an M&A perspective, but that's our direction. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. That is so much growth in such a fast period of time. What I think we'll do is we'll have you back on the show right at the end of the series. So we'll tape an episode and have you give us a complete update because I know everybody now is really anxious to hear the list. <laughs> so without further ado, Eric, can you read the names of everyone's on this year's Hamptown USA Cannabis Investors? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on October 1st, we have Morgan Paxia with uh, Poseidon Asset Management. October 4th, we have John Troalbin, Altitude Investment Management. October 8th, Matt Nordgren at Arcadian Capital Management. October 11th, we have Sean Steffel with Navy Capital. On October 15th, Narby Alexandrian at Canopy Rivers. On October 18th, Jordan Tritt and Scott Berman at Panther Opportunity Fund. In October 22nd, we have Steve Schumann at Haley's Venture Partners. October 25th, we have Anthony Caniglia with New Lake Capital Partners. October 29th, Chiho with AFI Capital Partners. November 1st, Jeff Howard at Salveo Capital. November 5th, Ross O'Brien at Bonaventure Equity. November 8th, we have David Hess with Tress Capital. November 12th, Matt Hawkins at Entourage Effect Capital. November 19th, Nick Easley at Multiverse Capital. November 22nd, which is my birthday, by the way, is uh, Pete Carabas at Key Investment Partners. I'm sure that one will be a terrific just because of the day itself. November 26th, Matt Markovitz at THCX, the Cannabis ETF. And November 29th, we have David Metzler at CBD Capital Group. Great job reading all those names. There's some tricky names in there. <laughs> Just like Grip and Trog. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was good. Well done. Well done. Well, for, if you're raising capital, 
or you're planning to invest in cannabis, I don't think you want to miss any of these shows. First episode starts on Thursday. So we're all set to go. And Eric, again, thank you for being on the show today. And please thank everyone at Hemptown USA for everything that they're doing for the industry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. And uh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Elland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.